Hey, you there. We've got a question for you. Are you tired of clickbait stories and the loudest voices driving discussions in culture and entertainment? If so, I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we host the podcast From the Middle. We're middle-class guys living in the middle of America, in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view somewhere in the middle. We take a more reasonable and centrist approach in our discussions covering genres like comedy, culture, entertainment, and interviews with really interesting folks like business owners, comic creators, doctors, news anchors, New York Times best-selling illustrators, professional stand-up comics, and more. We really value a relaxed and conversational podcast, one that we hope is so fun and laid back, you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. So search at From the Mid Pod, just like it sounds, or check us out everywhere you can find podcasts. This is B-Word, one half of the host of the Bleach Brothers podcast. My buddy Jake the Hater, Jake the Tailgater, joins me every single week on Sundays to cover things like dadisms, food and beverage, and all things entertainment. And just like Sunday church, when you get out, you can come and enjoy all the dirty talk and get sanitized. Hi, I'm Richard Dean Anderson. Name's MacGyver. Colonel Jack O'Neill, SG-1. My name is Pratt. Ernest Pratt. I always get a happy, tingly feeling when I see those guys. Name one contract that I failed to execute. MacGyver. Oh, here we go. You're a target. And I don't intend to miss. Over my rotting corpse. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Glowing eyes, cliche behavior, evilness, that kind of thing. Is mental illness contagious? You think? You can do anything you want to do if you put your mind... Well, you do have a penchant for pulling brilliant ideas out of your butt. Head. Out of your head, when you need them. Oh, stuff's already here, I just find a different way to use it. I like your attitude. Permission to take a team through the Stargate, sir. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Mac Jackson. And I'm Nathan Shell. And most, I got to apologize for the long wait in between episodes. Um, I'll tell you, besides holidays and uh, just random. I you might want to check your, uh, your phone, Jack, because you're getting a little staticky. I don't like that. Pushing it in there. Third way, that's not good. Yeah, now your camera got got waylaid. Fix it. Two seconds. I say two seconds. Fix yourself, Cam. <laughs> there we go. Um, a little better. Okay, good, good, good. <clears throat> so, anywho, um, <clears throat> in my perfect world, I could crank one of these out every couple of weeks. Um, but. <clears throat> For me, besides, like I said, everything going on, holiday, um, boy, and, the, and after the holidays just flew by, one of the things I was doing was <clears throat> promising myself, I'm trying to go in order. This, the Never podcast, and as soon as I finish the audio series episode. Right. Well, <clears throat> well 
ironically, I have a backlog to be on the Never Gets Old podcast, which is more general. The problem I'm this one is people are saying, yes, I want to be on it, but now you got to pin them down. Right. People's availability with things returning to some semblance of normalcy. People have gotten cabin fever for the last ever. Yeah. So we've gone out and about and, you know, tried to get back to some level of enjoyment. Yeah. Check your microphone too, as a matter of fact, because it's, I guess mine was doing. Which is weird because we'll just, we'll just do it this way. But um, so yeah, my thing was okay. We're not doing a MacGyver episode and, and pin somebody down, and a couple of those fell through. Uh, I don't know if your <laughs> I don't know if your microphone's working. Nope, that's okay the charm of us doing an episode after so anywho um i thought no i'm not going to do another episode of something episode because people that look forward to this where i just i feel one people go another episode enough of series but that's put together um I cast and the never gets old. There was not of an as long as I have a guest, but I thought, you know, is your microphone away? I didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking. Can you hear me now? Yep. All right. Uh, so I thought, such as my son, Wednesday, stuff. I don't want to be a pet. But no. I haven't talked to you since before. Uh, admittedly, it's been a while. Yeah, I know for sure we saw each other around uh, uh, Halloween. Around Halloween because we did that little get together. Yeah. So, yeah, um, your audio is still cutting out for some reason. That's yeah, really weird. Too. I don't know why. Afraid to. What's... Oh, there goes. Yeah, there's your video guy. That's not a big deal because that I've learned to just click on and then it'll restart the camera. Right. But yeah, them get me off. <clears throat> so that's better, or at least hopefully. for hopefully, now. Yeah, and hopefully uh, it won't drive everybody crazy. But anyway, yeah, I thought let's let us and then we could do a review of either a Stargate or a MacGyver, and I thought do nightmares. That's yeah. season one. Of course, here's the dilemma I have. Much of a dilemma, but I have to go back and make sure we never talked about it before because I could have swore we have talked in passing. We might have referenced it. But we never focused on it. Yeah, like I think we had talked, I think you and I had talked about doing that one soon in the brand scheme of things soon. Yeah. And uh, because it, it's one of those episodes that I heard the title when you sent me the message about the title, I'm like, okay. I am 90 to 95% certain I remember exactly which episode this was. Uh -huh. And unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to do a rewatch. But so I, I went on an IMDb because they have those photos of you know, still from the episode. And as soon as I saw one, ep one, one shot, I'm like, I know exactly which episode it is. All right, I'm good. I know, I know which one it is. <laughs> and I, I know had I said that in front of my wife, she would have been like, 
you are such a nerd. I'm like, I can't help it that I can figure out an episode from a still. Hey, that's education. Or at least that's... narrow at least narrow it down to like two, maybe three episodes. Because there are some similar shots between some episodes, but it was just it was funny because I'm like, yep, I know exactly which one that is. <laughs> um, anything new and exciting with you before we dive? Uh, well, um, I've been getting into. I mentioned to you before, you know. The D and D. I've been doing that weekly. Uh, it went from weekly for D and D to every other week for D and D. But then on the off weeks, it's a cyberpunk game, which is basically D and D, but in the future with yeah. tech and stuff like that. Really fun, really uh, absurd silliness that we get into. Uh, I've started doing streaming on Twitch, where I've gotten you know maybe like two dozen followers. You know. <laughs> But uh, I get on like Tuesdays and Fridays typically for about three hours. Now, Twitch is, uh, I, I'm not as familiar. I yeah. know there's Stitcher, <clears throat> which is what? It's only up for a limited time. It's, it's... Uh, No, it's something else. Okay. With Twitch, it's a, uh, you can stream. I've seen people do podcasts that way. I've seen people do, hey, I'm working on this build. Why don't you follow along to, to watch how I build this? Keep me company, you know, or people just sitting around doing kind of like an informal Q&A type thing. A lot of people use it for streaming video games where they'll sit there, play a video game with their camera, kind of like how I have you set up here at our place or at my place. And like... Our listeners aren't going to hear it, but like in the upper left corner of the the screen, people would have a video of like me or whomever. Sure, and the rest and of the screen is the, the rest the of the game. screen is a video game. And I try to keep it fairly easy going. You know, last night I was streaming for about three hours playing Halo. Uh, so there's no time limit with it, is no, no. Uh, the videos typically stay up, from what I understand, for about thirty days. But in that thirty days, you can download it. And then throw it up on like YouTube or whatever, which is what a lot of people do, like if they're doing like an ongoing series. Because that's what I did with um, my first Cyberpunk playthrough. I went and I downloaded, at the end of each night, I downloaded the entire three to four hour block, which took some time. Takes up a lot of space on your flipping hard drive too. Sure. Um, sure. And then if I felt like I needed to go in and fix anything, I'd go in and fix it. I uh, only had to do that twice, once where... In the middle of my session, I got a text message from a friend of mine. He ended up getting in, having gone to the hospital, and he needed a ride to get home. Well, Mac, you know me. I don't drive. But I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I called my dad. I said, hey, is there any chance you could give me a hand or help me out with something? A buddy of mine is in the hospital, and he needs a car ride home. That's it? Yep, that's fine. Okay, not a problem. Thanks. So, like, I had an hour stream went was gone for two hours because we had to wait for the hospital to get off their butt to discharge him and then um got home and i had about another hour's worth of stream that i could do so i hopped on said Hi. for anybody that's joining me again thank you you know and i just did like another hour when i got off i'm like okay right here's where i you know i gave myself a little bit of blank space so that I could stitch the videos together, and I did. Sure. So, you know, I did that. Um, I've made uh, some pretty interesting friends in the, the different communities that I've stumbled upon. Like, there's a, a group that does uh, 
house builds on The Sims. So I'm like, okay, that could be fun. I used to play that. Yeah. And uh, now they're on Sims 4, which just boggles my mind. Mine was, mine was on my phone. Okay. And I did Jack's out. Of course. Yeah. I would expect nothing less. Right. Uh, that type. But it was funny because we did the uh, – they wanted to do a Victorian house. I'm like, oh, great, you know. Nothing like, you know, being thrown into one of the more complicated house styles known to man. Fine, whatever. So they posted a photo of this house, and it was a, a pink Victorian-style house. And I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, I've seen this before. Here it was on one of those home and garden shows, like, going over, like, Victorian old houses and stuff that I'd caught with my mom. So I'm like, I think that's the pink lady from over in California somewhere. So I typed that up, and I was able to find two more shots of it because it was a – it was a three-quarter shot where you could see the front of the house and the right-hand side of the house. And a little, you know, kind of like down at a bit of an angle so you can see somewhat of the roof line. So I'm like, okay, that's great. But for me, I like seeing all aspects of a house if I'm going to try to recreate it. Sure. So I was able to find a straight-on front shot and a straight-on right-side shot. So I'm like, okay, that kind of helps. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... I, lo- I hopped in the game and I kind of acclimated myself with it and I had to remind myself and learn really quickly, being the son of a carpenter, being someone who likes to fabricate things to scale if possible, you can't do that in The Sims. You have to do it to roughly three feet right. because that's about the width of a door. Yep. So I, I recreated this and I was so proud of myself because I figured out there was an added control that you could type or you could hit to give you a little bit more control over the uh, roof line. And with the way the one tower, I say tower, it's not really a tower. It's like a, you know how some houses have that like rounded bump out? Yeah. Like the older houses. This had one of those and it had like a, almost looked like a, like the roof line or the, the dome type style that you see in like Russian, like in Russia and like uh, St. Yeah, Petersburg yeah. Square. So I'm like, okay, well, how the heck am I going to recreate something like that? And I just was futzing around with the controls and figured out how to, like, manipulate the roof line a little bit more than just, you know, size this way and size this way. You could actually kind of, like, bubble things out a little bit, and that's what I ended up doing. So I'm doing this on the on the stream, and I'm chatting with the other uh, ladies in the group, and uh, or the ladies in the group, I should say. And um, the one lady's like, well, how do you – how – how, 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 how can, how, how did you do that? I'm like, oh, well, here. And I actually walked her through in my stream because we were all streaming together. So she's like, well, hold on. Let me switch over to your stream so I can see your video. And sure enough, she's like, well, that's pretty cool. She goes, how long have you been playing The Sims? I said about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. I used- and it, it's, it's really interesting to see, like, there, with any kind of group, unfortunately, you always have kind of, like, toxic aspects and stuff. But the groups that I've stumbled upon, they've been pretty supportive, pretty fun, very chill. Like, um, the one lady, uh, she does a mix of cosplay, pinup, and occasionally uh, burlesque shows, like, outside of Twitch. Twitch has guidelines, which, you know, if people are smart, they'll follow, because otherwise they'll, you know, get kicked hey, off yeah. the platform. But uh, she uh, she was playing a game where it it was presented to her as kind of like a kid friendly spooky game. So she's like, okay, this is kind of something just silly to play for 
you know, while it's, you know, just go through, play the story, whatever. About 20 minutes into the installment that I had hopped in, she's like, oh, how are you doing? Because on a lot of these stream or a lot of these platforms, I go by Indiana. So she's like, oh, hi, Indiana. How are you? You know, because I up until that point, I had engaged with her through like some of her other social media. And I said, well, I finally had a spot where I can catch one of your streams. I'm going to check it out. And she's like, well, cool. This is kind of like a silly, spooky or spoopy, you know, kind of silly, silly game. But it's fun, you know, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes in. And all of a sudden things take a turn. <laughs> and she's like, oh, God, what have I done? So it was just kind of funny because I didn't realize it at the time, but some of these people, once they make what's called affiliate, basically it just means you have a regular amount of people that hop into your chat and engage you in conversation. You have a certain number of viewers, which usually goes in goes hand in hand with the engagement in the chat. Mm -hmm. And then you have a certain number of people who have followed your page or sure. sort of like subscribed, but free. Sure, sure. And basically what that means is, you know, they don't pay anything, which is fine. That's usually what I do. But uh, once you hit what's called affiliate, you can start doing things that can generate you a little bit of money. Huh. I know there are people on the platform that have like thousands, if not millions of followers, subscribers, whatever. That's great. I'm not narcissistic enough to like make that my whole personality. <laughs> Like, I remember telling somebody, like, look, if I get affiliate and can main, just maintain the affiliate status, like, whatever the minimum requirements are, I'm happy with that. I don't need to make, you know, gangbang money or anything like that. I, you know, my goal is to help, hope to provide some form of entertainment for people that like my absurdity. You know, I like to think I'm fairly witty and clever. <clears throat> but, you know, unfortunately, one of the things that does hinder me is the fact that I only stream two nights a week. Yeah. But hey, guess what? We do these uh Exactly. I mean, we can set our own pace, we can set our own schedule. And that's and you know, I don't want to do something like a lot of people are often like, well, how can you make money on that? How are you gonna it's like you don't need to make everything about making money. Once you take a hobby and you start making it about making money for yourself, all you're going to do is kill your enjoyment for that hobby. So next up, we'll talk about the episode nightmares, but I just wanted to throw in a funny little thought that you re uh, may remember. Remember our friends, Bob and Renee, that we told you about who, Renee, we made the deal. If you watch yep. just five episodes. Yeah, you were trying to get them into Stargate, if I recall correct. Yes. Well, we've been watching, we only had to watch a handful of Supernatural, but we're mm -hmm. on season two. So, and it's not even the good stuff that what from what people say. Oh, so. yeah, no. I, and I think I remember mentioning to you some of the seasons get a little. Sure. But you know what? Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. <laughs> um, however, they came to my brother in law's wake uh, okay. two nights ago. And, you know, that was god awful. I just went to the other room away from people because I can't, you know, my mother's running around being social and like, oh yeah, yeah. this is such. I yeah, don't. some people some people can put up the social yeah strength atmosphere strength yeah I or, I yeah. can I just was on tears for the last week so yeah. <clears throat> they come in 
and they after they go through the line, they come over and they're talking to us. And Renee goes, hey, I wanted to tell you guys. And I'm thinking, okay, there's only one story I really want to hear from you, Renee. Right. Uh, and she goes, well, I got through all the Marvel things. I am caught up. How about that? Like, she, you know, she's like, how about that? We're now ready to see. We're on Moon Knight, which is tonight. You yeah. know, and then Friday is Doctor Strange, which we, we're probably going to go see it with them. Yeah. Um, but I watch. I have watched since I last saw you guys every Marvel thing that there is. Okay. Great. Bravo. Great. How about I, the other list? I just yeah. <laughs> I look at Cindy. She looks at me. She gives me the nod of, go ahead. I said, hmm. You know, Renee, as fascinating as that is, how about the other thing? The other thing. Really? Oh. Oh. I said, I don't want to hear anything about, you're not getting a pat on the back for Marvel. We have told you. To, yeah, I tried. No, you didn't. Like, I'm not even going to give her an inch. I tried. Right. No, you didn't. You didn't watch anything. And she turns to her husband. He goes, you didn't try. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's like, no, no, you're on your own. You no, don't... no mercy. For, no mercy from him either. Whoa. Well, he, he had said, you know, because again, as you know, we sell it as it's excellent right from the beginning, but it really picks up at the end of season one. Yeah. And because the stakes are literally thrust upon you. Yeah, and it never turns back. Um, is my screen glitchy? A little bit, but okay. um, that just could be the internet being weird. Okay. I mean, nobody really cares, but as long as you can hear me, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. She goes, well, you know, okay, I will. I said, I don't want to hear it. We had to watch only five episodes of your show <clears throat> And you couldn't bother to even start on ours. We're in second season of Supernatural, by the way. We had to get through a lot of crap. And you know it. She's like, yeah. So, well, with Stargate, there's no crap. And by the way, you the reason that you love Supernatural is the relationships, right? She goes, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I said, then what do you think we're talking about with SG-1? Yeah. Like that, absolutely. That, this is not about going through the Stargate. This is about them how they react to each other mm -hmm. and how they help lift each other and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, I, you know, so, all right, I will. I said, <coughs> I don't want to hear it. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Come to me when you're far in, when you're on like season five, then you can come back and brag to me how much you love it. Cause it will change your life. It sets the bar so high. She goes, Ooh, yeah. I don't know. I said, it will. If yeah. Listen, you like Supernatural, and you admit that there are crappy seasons. Yeah. I said, okay, eight seasons of SG-1 are perfect, and you're going to see what I mean. Yeah. You're going to judge everything else by that. And she looks at Cindy, and Cindy's like, it's my favorite show ever. Yeah. So Stargate is one of the – SG-1 specifically is one of those shows. Like, I had actually gone through and did a rewatch, and through the rewatch – I didn't, and admittedly, it had been a while since I'd done a rewatch, but I'm sitting there watching it, and even the two-parter, like, oh, Heroes. Heroes, I knew you were going to say Heroes. Is, like, I had commented on someone's 
uh, thing on TikTok because I found Stargate TikTok. I I, sure. I stumbled upon Stargate TikTok, and a guy by the name of Colonel Dixon, which I think he was one of the guys that was on SG Command okay. back in those days. Um, he had done a an audio stitch where it's the audio from Saul Rubinick's character going about you know how it's important that they document what's going on in the SGC and everything and like even just hearing the audio with him standing there like miming yep. that he's the character I still got chills like and sure. that that is one of the best two-part sci-fi drama whatever you want to classify it as two-part cliffhangers that I would say out of the history of TV, it's up there with the uh, famous one from TNG, where uh, the Borg, Picard, yeah, the Borg, where Picard sure. became a Borg. It's up there in that caliber. You know, it is a phenomenal two-parter. And if I remember correctly, that was a mid-season finale or yeah. a mid-season break. Yeah, but it's just it's so impactful. Even so much time after it originally aired. It carries that weight. It, right. It's one of those shows, like the original MacGyver, has aged well because the message, the yeah, the, in, the emotional impact, still resonates. Now, yes, you know some things don't necessarily make as much sense in a modern, in a more modern society from MacGyver, but the message is what's important. It's not the setting. Yeah, the, the only you thing know. I've ever seen that you could say that about would be if they're the the phones in their car, but who cares? Yeah, I mean, it just cosmetic nonsense sure. is what it would boil down to. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it, it's fun finding new people that are just into these things as much as we are. Well, Pluto, I don't know. I have a I fire did, stick. Pluto has a twenty four hour Stargate channel. Yep, which is all the shows and all three movies the main movie and then the two the after the series up, yep. so <clears throat> i'll if there's nothing else on i flip over and see if it's what's on right and you know as soon as i see jack i'm like he's just your eyes are just drawn to him he is so fun yeah. to watch and it's not even his focused episode yeah he came in for a line or two but you're like oh i need more of that like he's yeah. just he, he's so like Cindy and i just chuckle and look at each other like just love him so much yeah. he's not doing anything uh spectacular but the way he na it's like the david Tennant thing it's that natural your eyes are drawn to him because every little movement that he makes with his eyes or whatever you're like give me more yeah you know it's it's the subtlety of what he does with the character right he wasn't told to do it he's i told you when we saw him last uh cindy asked him about a certain scene he goes oh yeah we would just do that we felt like even if the camera wasn't on us, if I kind of put my hand towards Carter a little bit, you mm -hmm. can feel it and think, you know, he yeah, goes, I, nobody told me to do it. It's just, it's, you go, all right, I'm losing myself in this character gladly. And it pays yeah. off so oh, absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's those little character, like characters are often always assumed to be defined by the loud, big moments. Right. Not always. A right. lot of times it's those quiet moments. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, as you said, you know, Jack just, you know, reaching, putting a hand towards Samantha to show that he's there. Or, you know, Daniel, you know, glancing back to check to see if, you know, whoever's 
in that particular scene with him follows what he's rambling about you know right it's those little things that make the characters more real more genuine well otherwise you just are you know card you know the the stiff oh oh okay you know moving right. like a robot that doesn't work right and i mean and then it, even when they were the robots in a couple episodes they were still them not jerky with their movement right because well, they didn't know they were robots exactly yeah um on that note let's move on to the episode nightmares yes <clears throat> let me see i will give you a brief um uh description before we get into the specifics thank you sweetie my daughter brought me some tea well that was rather nice and <clears throat> also drinking some tea nice this is a hot tea, a caramel hot tea. Oh, nice. Yeah. Caramel uh, tea with a little bit of caramel, and it's really good. Uh, okay, so the plot summary. MacGyver is kidnapped by enemy agents to retrieve sensitive information he stole from them. To get them to talk, or to get him to talk, they inject MacGyver with a hallucinogenic drug that will kill him in six hours unless an antidote can be administered. administered. So... <clears throat> Again, I, I not that I need to watch it before we talk about it. But it's always nice to have that refresher. Plus, yeah. it's a, any excuse, any excuse, really. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it starts off, and this is the first episode where you see Pete being his boss. Yes. This is this is the one where you know I remember going. I don't know, watching it previously. Going, okay, now this feels like they found their, their footing their groove with the entire the entire cast like you know he's supposed to hand off the thing to pete well mm -hmm. he's been at sea he said that's you know where it starts off he's commenting on that and they you know pete's kind of looking around and the bad guys are watching them and he goes to get macgyver goes to get his glasses mm -hmm. and pete goes wait not here MacGyver continues to take his glasses out and go, a little nervous, are you? You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's nice because with that episode, I remember feeling comfortable with Pete, whereas the previous episode, he's in the gauntlet, not the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. Was it the gauntlet? Is that the name of it? Um, it's going to bother me. It's the one where they're in the uh, house and they, you first see Pete. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that is the gauntlet. Okay, well, wait a minute, because it's I, I'm thinking the gauntlet is the one earlier than that. Well, part of it is some of the plots. It, some of the plots you hear the plot and you dissociate it with a title that would make sense for the plot. Exactly. And yeah, so like I said, that's part of the reason why yeah, I'll see. flip through IMDb and like, oh, okay, I got the still. I was able to. The gauntlet is the one, episode four, with the photojournalist. Okay. Yeah, because they have to basically run a gauntlet. But um, it's the one with Quail is the one I was thinking. That's when Pete first shows up. All right. And he was kind of like, uh, uh, is he our Murdoch? No, he's not our Murdoch. But they were trying. You could tell that they were, like, testing the waters. Yeah, they were, they were putting out – that was like, uh, okay, here's a rough draft – Okay, not quite, not quite the right uh, vibes we were feeling, but still not a bad episode. Let's go with this, you know. Yeah, Deathlock, which coincidentally is the next episode, at least in the 
in the listing here, but it didn't yeah. premiere in that order. Yeah, because um, TV always does weird nonsense like that. Yeah. Well, anywho, so by this time, it's the second time you're really seeing Pete. And he's found... Where he's his... actually Pete, not some other person. Right. And he uh, is working out of the federal building for the DXS. Yes. Which he will get a promotion soon enough as head of that. And then they move. They, they never... This is the little things about MacGyver that <clears throat> if you're us and you pay attention, they never say, by the way, now it's they've moved their job to the Phoenix Foundation. Yeah. it. It's one of those behind the scenes that they didn't yeah, even Yeah, something mention. happened and now it's no longer this but it's now that well you know, I, I read a description where pete got promoted mm -hmm. to go over from dxs to the phoenix foundation and ask macgyver to come with him yeah so he said yeah sure but we never see that on screen you just it's you're getting segments of their life yeah and it's one of the it just it shows that and this is something i always like always loved about macgyver it showed that these characters have more going on in their lives than what we're seeing mm -hmm. at any given moment. And you always want more. I felt yeah. this, I always felt the same thing with Grissom on CSI, which they yeah. intentionally said, we're not going to show you their personal lives. Well, with someone like Grissom, it could have benefited because people yeah. really Even wanted to Even just a little that. glimpse here or a little glimpse there. Not yeah. like a full-on episode of Grissom's Day Off, but, no. you know, but maybe he... have him stop by, you know, his favorite, you know, food stall that sells like this eclectic whatever thing well, when they or... showed his apartment or his, where he lived the first time i'm like oh okay look around oh he's got butterflies on the wall okay yeah. you know that even even stuff like that it's the little glimpses of their personalities they're the things that they're into yeah so they're walking oh and before macgyver meets up with pete he sees a girl fishing and the girl is Lisa Allen, but the actress's name is Tammy Lauren, who <clears throat> was in everything during those years. Yeah, she she was a very I've seen that girl someplace. That was that point in her career. I've seen this girl someplace, mm -hmm. and then you like get like a dozen different things that people would rattle off. And very specific. Like when you see her, there's no mistaking her voice yeah. is a very certain. She's got a distinct timbre. voice, and her look is I don't want to say generic, but her She's not her look is very, yeah, her, her look is a very typical look of the time frame. Right. Um, so, yeah, she's trying to fish, and she pulls up a bunch of seaweed. <clears throat> MacGyver starts talking with her and says, do you mind? Now, I love <clears> – <throat> he starts talking to her, but the whole time he's not presumptuous, and it's the little Richard Dean Anderson-ness where mm. he's like, you know, what you need is a lure – something shiny he finds the the bubblegum wrapper but before he goes over and just does it he looks at her and it's very subtle but he goes do you mind mm -hmm. and does it well he talks about how his grandfather showed him that mm -hmm. little uh bonus in harry's last episode at the end of season five because i think it was around season five yeah was it i think so um yeah it was because his hair was really long and but by that point he had gotten a little bit cut, so mm -hmm. I remember that. Anyway, uh, before Harry dies, he happens to be making the exact same thing with a bubblegum wrapper. Mm -hmm. It's like a little bonus if you. It's, it, you it's know. that little callback. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember fishing around that time with my father, 
and we would go to the same pond and <clears throat> I decided, hey, but he gave me a piece of gum. I said, okay, thanks. And I start folding it. My father goes, what are you doing? I'm going to use it as a lure. That's not going to work. <laughs> exactly. It's, that's not going to work. No? Okay. okay. But I folded it where you know, obviously all the shiny parts are there. Mm-hmm. Cast it out. Got it. And I pulled in the fish. I said, not going to work, huh? And he goes, well, it's going to get wet and you're not going to be able to use it forever. I'm like, that's not really oh, the point. Only need to use it once. Yeah, right? So I always remember that. That's not going to work. Okay. It worked. Um, so then they start seeing the bad guys coming towards them. And he says to Pete, they're your guys? Nope. Which one do you want? He goes, both. Get out of here. You sure? Get. And like yells at him. So MacGyver mm-hmm. takes off running. Pete tucks down behind a car and immediately gets shot. Yep. Like, son of a bitch, which, you know what, is realistic. More than likely, yeah. I mean, I mean people get shot. You can't just yeah. hide behind a bumper and... And not get hurt, yeah. Like, that's one thing I will say. I, I'm i glad shows have started to realize that making their hero bulletproof is unrealistic. Especially in the 80s, that's all oh. that there was before. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the A-team. I don't think any member of the A-team ever got shot. And when the, hey, what about the, in the credits where the Jeep flips over yep. and lands on the people and they get yep. out and go, oh, I'm woozy. I better yeah, sit down they, and wait for they, the cops to show yeah, up. Yeah, they walk, you know, they stumble out and they're like, oh, hunched over, catching their breath or whatever. It's like, guys, you, Come you, you, you would have been crushed to death. Right, right. But uh, so MacGyver's running around and taking out the guys. <clears throat> and it's funny too, because the one guy's sneaking up and he takes the bag and throws himself completely Mm-hmm. into the hit which knocks him on the ground now it's supposed that the reason they do that is to show that he's not bruce lee right he's a guy struggling to fight and you know he's gonna throw himself on the ground if it knocks the guy out well then he goes and runs to a cop which is something because you go all right great episode's over you found a cop and as he turns his to say, oh, you know, and he's and he's so full of like, uh, I don't want to say swagger, but like he's excited, so he's letting right. his guard down. Boy, am I glad to see you. There's a couple fellows over there, and the guy hits him on the back of the neck and knocks him out. The thing that they do, and it's a nitpick for me, ultimately who cares, but it always bothers me when I see it. They show him hit the ground, and the clip that they use of him like rolling around discombobulated mm-hmm. it's from the end of the episode where the drugs have already taken effect and he's got like the raccoon eyes and he's sweating like crazy mm. like whoever was in editing just went oh, it was probably you know yeah, and ironically that. it's probably one of those instances where they're like oh shoot we didn't have that clip right and they just went in and and that's one of those things that it would have been very easy to say hey richard we need we need a pickup of this of this sequence mm-hmm. not a problem but they for they whatever did. reason they didn't yeah but it's, it's, it always bothers me i like, mean at least they didn't at least they didn't do what some people would have done and just use a clip from another episode where right. he's wearing something completely different yeah because that that's happened terrible. on some shows as well so they nab him oh he had hidden by the way the the list 
yeah. in a light pole earlier than this, which is great. Because no matter what happens to him, that means the bad guy still won't get it. Yep. And they bring him back. And this is this episode is one of those special episodes because he's a hurting bird through the whole thing. Oh, yeah. He's not himself. You get, the, you yeah. know, which if he's, they did this too often. At 100%. Right. If they'd done this too often, you'd get annoyed. But first season doing this, I remember thinking, oh, man. Because up until now, he always has his wits about him. and he's, yep. But now he doesn't remember who he is. He doesn't remember what to do. They bring him back. <laughs> and I love this. They let him be afraid. Mm-hmm. They strap him to the chair. And he starts trying normal. to make yeah, he's he starts making jokes like you know hypnotism's been known to work. Russians don't, the Russians have it down to a science because he's going to get the shot. Mm-hmm. And the guy's doing his spiel of here's what's going to happen. You have six hours and you're going to be dead, guys. I really have a problem with the shots, needles. Can we you know? Yeah. And, and then he's like, you could see the look of fear on his face. I love that because he's human. Yeah, he's being a smart mouth, but at the same time, he doesn't know what they're going to put in him. Yeah. And then at the very last moment, he panics and come on guys and tries to get up and they put him in a, a, a lock, an yeah, arm they, bar. They, they lock him around. Arm bar, yeah. Around, yeah. Um, arm bar is different. Um, but yeah, and just that, oh, I can't breathe. I can't move. Look on his face and they put it on, put the stuff in him and then take him to the room. Now, this episode stands out, and I remember some of remembering this for some of the best MacGyverisms up until that point. Mm-hmm. He's in a room, and they go, "Don't try anything," and they throw him in this room where there's just a bed without a sheet, just a mattress, yep, uh, a toilet stall, and a sink. That's okay. I get that. Yeah. Had, had this been anybody else, he's not doing anything. Yeah. You're done. There's nothing for you to work with. You can't Jimmy a lock, whatever. But MacGyver, of course. He figured something out. And yeah. not only that, it's amazing because it's it you could feel that tension of yeah. stringing the, the, the bed pieces together, pulling it, and in the middle of it also having waves of Yeah. You know, he's out of it. He's like, oh, yeah, God. not being himself. Yeah. It's it's a wild it's a wild thing to watch someone who up until this point wasn't necessarily bulletproof, but was always had a handle on the situation. Yeah. He, you know, he was in command of the, the situation, even though he didn't present himself as, you know, right. Macho you know, guy. Right. It was, Hey, I've got an idea. This could work mm-hmm. or should work and goes with it. And this is a situation where it's almost as if you got to, it's almost as if you wonder Part of the reason why he struggled was he was even questioning his own, I guess, sanity because mm. of whatever this drug was doing to his brain. Yeah, you know? yeah, he kept having they didn't flashbacks. Really go, yeah, because they didn't really heavily go into it, but they gave it enough that he it made you think he was starting to maybe question reality. Well, I'll tell you, uh, watching it on disc, I've been watching it on TV in repeats for years mm-hmm. where they butcher the crap out of certain scenes. To watch it as one solid piece, it paints a much better picture. Uh, because throughout the episode, he's still like, all right, there's a cop. No, I can't trust the cop because that guy hit me. And, you know, this guy, I'm having a uh, 
vision of the bad guy smothering me with a pillow. Like, mm-hmm. they don't do that when they show it as a repeat. No. So, yeah, I love – and I also love the little thing where he's going to use his belt from the faucet. Yeah. But it doesn't reach. Yeah. I love that. It's a two-second thing where he goes, all right, adjust. It's not going to do it that way. But if I go under here and I take it apart, I can get it from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I, it's, that's such a great MacGyverism through the yeah, whole Yeah, because it's one of those that most people wouldn't have thought of something like that. But MacGyver would because he is always thinking. And he always says, he, he said, I only get one shot at this. And if you watch it, he doesn't send it to a locked door. He waits for them to come upstairs, lock it or unlock it, and start to open it. And then the thing mm-hmm. hits the door and bashes them and breaks the guy's nose. He broke my nose. Yep. Uh, so then he runs and he's out of it bad. He's stumbling around, falling on his face. Lisa's out there with their friends talking about the fish that she caught. They think that she bought it. And against their better judgment she goes no i have to help him look at that guy he helped me he's the one who helped me get the fish he looks like he needs help yeah and takes him to where she's living in an old abandoned apartment building yeah i was gonna say i think it was an old abandoned apartment and what's great is she tells her story but you have Mm -hmm. to know how did you become homeless and it's heartbreaking but it's also just enough Mm mm-hmm a lot of times shows would go too sappy and let's focus more on her. No, she had to leave because her father beat the crap out of her and her mother. Yeah. You know, got it. And meanwhile, the bad guys. Oh, by the way, the lead bad guy. I've seen him and stuff. Not that I knew this, but I looked him up. The blonde haired. Yeah. German fellow. You would know him from Star Trek. He played a whole bunch of characters through the years. Next generation. A surprise me. A lot of... A lot of people like if they if they used you as a character or a creature actor, for lack of a better word, an alien an alien actor, they would try to utilize you for a bunch of different things because prosthetics can make you look like a completely Anything. different thing. Yeah. Um, and it's funny too, because when I would watch them, it would take me a couple minutes and it would bother me. But I'm like, no, the twitches in his face. I know who this is. The twitches in the face, the voice, something like with the way their they, delivery. Yeah, there's something about this person that seems familiar. Yeah, happen would happen with me a lot. Uh, definitely when I had done my rewatch of DS9. It's it's amazing how many people were on those programs that have been known for other things. Like uh, I can't think of the actor's name. He was Red Foreman on that 70s. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kurtwood Smith. Yep. He was in uh, a, he was in Deep Space Nine. I think he was on PNG for something. Like all these actors that are well known for different things, all appeared in in Star Trek in some form or another. Be it way back in the original series or even some of the more recent stuff. It's it's wild, yeah. absolutely wild. Well, but, it's great because the clip that they typically take out is him laying in the bed, her bed, like sweating and having like a fever dream and that's Mm -hmm. where you get to see the bad guy coming at him with the pillow and yeah and you i thought you know what normally when i would see this episode the way it was chopped up it would aggravate me i don't need all those flashbacks but watching it as a whole piece the way it should have been you go it helps it helped a great deal and especially hey i've seen it a trillion times so now i'm watching it again and going huh that -hmm. made a difference and he wakes up he's like ah ah she's like you all right yeah just you know and now 
I love the fact that her friends tell the bad guys where she is because they are worried about her. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're jerks. They think they're helping. Yeah, they they genuinely, and it it shows that even with the purest of intentions, you can inadvertently (laughs) cause more harm than good. Well, they show up. He does the distraction with the TV tube and the radio. And I love, and this was a big one too. Uh, I don't know why this meeting, it says it's going to end in 10 minutes. So we're going to try and wrap this up in 10 minutes. Um, he, Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, he uh, does the whole, throws the hose out the window. Mm-hmm. And I love that dis- uh, a little misdirection, as the magician said, a little misdirection never hurt. Oh, yeah. Misdirection is always key in magic. Absolutely. I, yeah, but no, what I'm saying is for me personally, I've used that sort of mentality because you're mm-hmm. right. If you set it up and somebody thinks you did one thing and you're in the same room hidden under a bed spring, mm-hmm. you know, box spring, nobody knows that. They think you yeah. ran out the window. It, I Absolutely. thought that was brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. Um, so then let's see. They get out of there. They run. And then he t- he tells her, go try and get a hold of Pete Thornton, who's back in the office with his arm in a sling. Yep. Because, again, and, he'd gotten shot, showing actual consequences, not just, you know, oh, brushes yeah. it off, you know. Well, then he MacGyver goes back to the bad guy, because now everything, the last hour, they said, you start to get your memory back. Mm-hmm. Which sounds good, but that means you only have an hour left. Yep. And he does this other great MacGyverism, which actually somebody... I'm going to read you, somebody had a comment on it when they were saying what their favorite part of the episode is. I think I know what exactly it is, but I'll let you tell. (laughs) The scene, okay, this comes from Danny Robinson. Thank you, Danny. The scene when Mac leads the bad guys to the corridor by setting off the fire alarm. He's sitting on the stairs with his foot on a piece of rope ready to release his MacGyverism. That short moment makes me laugh. It's true. Just the way he's like, yeah. The way he just says, you bet. Yeah. Because he goes, I don't feel so good, guys. Or get down here. Yeah. Okay. You know. And then, yeah, it says, uh, yeah, you bet. Yeah. When asked to come down, and he lifts his foot. And he had that thing where everything collapses on. That's mm-hmm. brilliant. As, you know, they were all in the office. And for him to sneak around and just lean stuff. Yep. And prep it. That's great. He knew, he knew okay. If I'm going to do this, I got to make it count. Of course. Then he says, and how Terry is supposedly homeless, yet she has perfectly manicured nails. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was kind of. Hey, I, I, girls got priorities, I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> doesn't want to be too blatantly homeless. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Absolutely. So, uh, and then it's just down to chasing down the bad guy, which again, He's running sloppily and dives at the guy. They land on the car, roll on the floor. Bah, 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 bah. The guy gets up, wins basically, stands up before MacGyver does, takes the pill out and goes, too late, throws it, and it goes yeah. down the grate, which MacGyver you know, panics and tries to pull it off with his hands. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. But then does another fantastic MacGyverism. Another wonderful Ma- MacGyverism, right? yep. And uses the pole to get the ions running to the other side by hitting mm-hmm. it off the fire hydrant. And reaches down, fails the first time it falls, 
He's mm-hmm. run, running out of time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tries it again, but then, and I love this little detail, his sleeve is stopping him from pulling up. It bunched up. So he yep. has to reach into another hole and, and, and unbunch it. it. Yep. I it's the little that. attention to detail like that that just helps show, one, realistically what could happen, and two, even somebody as intelligent as MacGyver will sometimes be their own stumbling block, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? I, I just, it's, it's such an early episode, and it's so great to be so early. Like, there, there's no real, uh, well, they hadn't found their footing. They don't know what they're doing. No, this is a major episode. Yeah, because it um, shows that this is, I'd say it was probably, if not the turning point for the characters, that everybody has found their character. Right, Pete in particular. Yeah, like this is either that moment or right one of those moments leading up to it. And um, because a lot of shows, unfortunately, don't get their footing until season two. Right. Right. So for this to happen in season one is impressive. Or, of course, I see the other side of it where the first season's great on shows. And then the second season, they have the sophomore slump because Mm -hmm. somebody tries something that they didn't have to try. Yep. Um. So, yeah, and in the end, he sees Lisa and tells her he's going to see about getting her a scholarship, which is wonderful. And it's a nice way to end the episode. Um, And that's... see her again. No, no. But But we don't need to necessarily see her again. Right. I'm sure they kept in touch. Yeah, Yeah, more than likely. I mean, with what they've established, what they end up establishing with MacGyver throughout the first season... He stays in touch with people. May not necessarily be the perfect, you know, correspondence, but he at least puts forth that effort. Yeah, yes. And occasionally run into people on the street or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that is it for that episode. I'm trying to make sure we have four minutes left. I'm trying to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. I think you um, hit the the big strokes of the episode. Yeah, and also hang in there, everybody. I'll tell you some of the guests that I have. Uh, coming up eventually. Um, I was talking to Michael Greenberg, who follows me on um, Instagram, on the the audio series page, and then on my personal one. And we got chatting, and he's working, I can't say on what. Something. Something. And he said he won't be available to at least the summer. I'm like, that's fine. I'm not, you know, but keep me, keep me in mind. Uh, I have the makeup artist who worked on both MacGyver and Stargate is supposed to be. Very cool. Yeah, she's going to be on. Um, Braytac at some point when I can get him. Jay Akavone. But my point is, <clears throat> oh, and of course Murdoch eventually. Because yes. these guys say, yes, I want to be on your podcast. Now I just you have just to. You just got to work on the scheduling. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. in the meantime, uh, we'll do another Never Gets Old podcast episode, and I'm working on the audio series, which, by the way, little tease for the audio series, <clears throat> we will have a guest voice. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Not going to tell you who, but it'll pay off, and it's gonna... I'll find out before everybody else does, because yeah. I'll yeah. make sure it's uploaded. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, some <clears throat> if I can get certain characters to reprise their role and continue the story, they're all for it. I'm like, great. Yeah, why not? I didn't want to be greedy, but they Plus, said... Plus, you know, it gives your voice a little bit of a rest. Exactly. 
<laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, obviously, look for us on the Forever Adventure Network. Uh, this will also be on YouTube, this episode. Yep. So if you want to see our smiling faces, that's where you'll see it. And, and the wonderful decor that we both have. Ah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and we will catch you next time. And as always, remember. Stay excited. Nope. Oh, shoot. Wrong one. Stay creative. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>